KVBL Radio is back. Now, we understand we've been on a bit of a hiatus, but we've been busy. We've been uh, hitting the courts around the country. And we've been scouting a little bit to be able to bring you the first set of guys from the 2042 draft. Of course, everyone has been anticipating the return of the pod. And of course, everyone has been eagerly anticipating this 2042 draft. So without further ado, what I'm going to do here is give you a quick rundown of the first 11 guys here that I was able to get some content out and about. And then uh, to accompany this podcast, I will, I will most likely post this a little bit later, but I figured I might as well uh, just kind of tell you about some of these guys first because it's fun. It's fun. Um, it'll be interesting once we see kind of everybody come together, how the draft looks. But, um, but based on what I'm seeing right now, I think it's going to be pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. All right, so let's jump into it. First guy we got, and yes, this is, this is real. This is real. So the guy comes out of the University of Memphis. He's a 7-1 center. His name is Maurice Eleven. Yeah, his last name is Eleven. He literally puts the Roman numerals there. But he's no joke. No joke. Of course, everyone calls him MX. He's a coach's dream. He's basically a coach on the court. And this probably stems from playing varsity under his father since the eighth grade when he was a skinny 6'1 point guard. Now he's an athletic seven-footer. He still has the skill to keep with... Well, he still has this, He still has point guard instincts. He's a very good ball handler. Attacks the basket in the half court. He leads the break in the full court. He's a true quarterback on offense and defense switching and playing the passing lane. And he can play the passing lanes like a wing. Now, he's not the strongest. He gets pushed around in the post by bigger centers, but a KVBL weight room should help there. He doesn't shoot much on offense because he's always looking to get teammates involved, but due to his quick first step, he gets to the line at a rate of an elite scorer, an elite free throw shooter when he gets there. He actually shot, this guy shot 90% in high school and his college career from the line. So, so far, a pretty interesting player. Like a point guard in a center's body. Pretty cool. Fun to watch, to be honest. Now, with his touch at the line and at the rim, you'd think he would be a great three-point shooter, but he rarely takes them. He prefers getting the layups and free throws. Again, more of like a guard play. Defensively, he's gonna, he projects to be a pretty good rim. He projects a very good rim protector. Sorry, pretty good. Um, and team defender while also being good on the boards. Now, he might not ever be a top scoring option, but his athleticism and IQ will make him an impact player. Fun, like a 7-1 guy that can handle the ball. Interesting. It's interesting because we just got the guy that the Lions took, I think, that kind of fits that mold. But that guy's like a triple-double. This guy's more of like a point guard instinct guy uh, playing at the center position because he's just freaking tall. Crazy tall. Next dude, I'm excited about this guy. I really am. I really am. He's actually the only high school player that we were able to see so far. We're not sure if we're going to get any other high school entrance. It's still a little bit early in the process. But so far, he's the only guy. He's the only guy. He's 18 years old. He comes from Hillcrest Prep Academy. He's 6'10". And his name is 
Freyer Dreyer goes by Frey. It's probably going to be a power forward center. Now, he's the only high school guy in the class so far, but man, part of his game is already KBB already. And if the rest rounds out, he might be one of the better players from this class that I've seen so far. Um, while so many of the players this year that we'll get to seem to have a skill set outside of their position, which is funny because we just talked about Maurice the 11th, uh, <laughs> MX, Maurice 11, my bad. Um, but this guy, this guy doesn't. He knows who he is. He knows what he does well. And he's going to get you a good bit of those things. So what are those things? Well, first off, he can score. Now, he tends to fall in love with his beautiful step back three, kind of like how James Harden does. And he tends to force up that shot, which means he's pretty much bleeding the shot clock, kind of forces him into a little bit too many turnovers. But it's a beauty of a shot. Now, he can pass, but he just chooses to shoot. So with the right coaching, maybe maybe those sort of things can get fixed. Um, he can hold his position. He can bang the glass. And he honestly slaps away all sorts of shots with a violent ferocity. Oh, you think you've got a cute little post game? Get out of here. You want to stretch him and take a three? Watch that shot fly into the third row, man. Seriously. Now, the hype seems real. I think I... You know what? I... I don't think I mentioned it, but yeah. So, so like I said, kind of how he compares to James Harden, how he kind of like settles for that step back three, um, because of his length and creativity, he actually gets he actually gets to the line a good bit too. You just wish he would probably shoot a little bit more from other spots, but he's just ultimately in love with the three. Now the hype seems real. He's all about the flash. So while you might see the occasional stat line, and we saw it, and we're gonna, you, I wouldn't doubt it at the next level. If you get a stat line of like 29, 25, 9, and 4, with four being four blocks, it know that it probably came with very little mid-range or post work. And it was somewhat uh, reliant on his ability to get to the line. And that also came without many of the small things, like assists or steals, uh, if at all. And he probably had like five turnovers. But he's fun. He's a real solid player for 18, and that skill set could be real moving forward. Next up, we've got a 6'4 point guard from Louisville, four-year senior. Goes by the name of Elmer Creasy. Now, he's a four-year starter at Louisville. He's a true floor leader on offense, but unfortunately, like his name, he's got an old-school game, which might not be the ideal skill set for today's KVBL Jam. A lot of KBL, KVBL GMs love the three, but he can't shoot them. But he also doesn't take them, so he kind of plays within his limits. Now, instead he chooses you to kill, and choose, instead he chooses to kill you from the mid-range or muscles way into the post as he's not overly quick enough to drive on solid defenders. He's got excellent ball handling, and despite his lack of speed or quickness, he's heady. He takes care of the ball. His defensive game plays pretty similar. He plays his position well. He can man up his opponent from any spot, but the playmaking won't be there. He's just a solid man-to-man type guy. Now, while most GMs could pass on him for his lack of steals or three-point shooting, we think his ability to score a good bit from the mid-range, pass at a high rate without the turnovers, and defend his position well, means there's probably going to be a select group of GMs that kind of value that old-school nature in a point guard. So, especially now, considering we have so many of these chucker guys, and people are falling in love with steals, 
you know, it could be an interesting fit on a team uh, in this new era. And we think he's pretty much going to play just exclusively at the point guard spot. Next up from UConn, a 6'10 combo forward, which is a theme you might start to see here kind of soon. A lot of combo forwards here in this draft is Oliver Talberg. Now, OT blends in nicely into this draft class as another guy who does a lot of things well and could potentially develop into a star. His offensive game plays like a wing. Again, another guy that kind of is at a different position than his skill set. His offensive game plays like a wing, but his size allows him to defend both forward spots pretty well. Very well, actually. He's crafted his game to be solid from the mid-range, and it can can extend out beyond the three-point line at a pretty efficient clip. Now, he doesn't have much of an offensive post-game, but he does like to follow up shots for the occasional offensive rebound. Solid ball handler for his size that will get you a few assists a game, and that creativity also helps him get to the line a decent amount as well. Now, he's the kind of guy that will probably be the second or third scoring option on a very good team, but that's the idea, is that he's going to do a little bit of everything. He's going to score, but he's not going to be your leading scorer. He can potentially defend most spots on the floor at an all-league level, but that's mainly positional, as his overall defensive playmaking is simply being in the right spot. He's a below-average rebounder for a power forward, so he might find his home at small forward, but the offensive game should allow him to be a mismatch at times at power forward. So we just had one Oliver, and now we have another. We have Oliver James out of Indiana, a 6'9", small forward. Well, he's a combo forward as well. Now, he does all the right things on the court, and it is extremely cool under pressure. He's rightfully labeled a tweener as he's got the height of a small forward, but the girth of a power forward, which makes him almost the opposite of his namesake, Talbert, for the positions. Now, he lacks the athleticism to hang with the elite small forwards, but he will give his all regardless. On the block, he's got the right size and strength to handle guys in the post, but he lacks the strength to be too much of a rim protector. Offensively plays within the team's offense and is adept at finding guys with crisp passes and will keep the ball moving. He's got surprisingly agile feet but struggles to finish through contact and spends most of his time on the perimeter where he's a solid jump shot that extends out to the three-point line. Now, overall, he's not going to overwhelm anyone, but he does do all the little things that's going to help a team win. So two Olivers in this draft, one from Indiana, one from UConn, and they both are combo forwards. So you probably have to remember which one's which. Next guy's fun. Now, you might think the name is Iverson, but it's actually Everson. Dude's Scandinavian. He's a 6'3 point guard, shooting guard. 20 years old. Dre Everson out of Miami. He's born in Sweden has a Swedish father, but his mom hails from Brooklyn. And Dre spent most of his life in the Big Apple. He learned his basketball in the streets of Brooklyn, but it didn't take long for the Swede Federation, Swedish Federation to find out about his talent. And they pursued him to play for them, but and not for the U.S. So he was in high school, and at the age of 16, he made his international debut for Team Sweden. And two years later, he was starting point guard at the 2040 Summer Olympics. Again, for Sweden. Now, despite his age, he's been, he's, he has seen some big stages, obviously, 
including the Olympics, and a Final Four appearance with the U. Now, he's a very intelligent, mature player that always thinks pass first. Sees the court very well, and you can find him, and he can find you open before you know that you are. You can tell he's the kind of player that takes more pride in setting up buckets than scoring himself. Doesn't mean he won't score. He doesn't shoot often, but he can make the occasional three. But mostly any scoring is going to come from driving to the hoop or from the foul line following a drive. Loves contact and looks for it in almost every drive to the hoop. And you can tell that he got that from street ball days in Brooklyn. He's an excellent pick and roll player and will use it to improve. And he'll use it often to drive to the hoop for the assist or layup, like we said. Um, defensively, there's still a little bit of room for improvement, but, it's, but his athleticism allows him to hound the opposing point guards. And he'll get you some steals. He'll get you the occasional rebound, but there's definitely room for improvement there. Stepping into the KVBL will most certainly not be too big for this guy, the Viking. Any team that needs to improve their passing should take a pretty close look at this kid. Now, here's a fun fact. In the group stage in the Olympics against Barbados, I mean, it's Barbados, he set an Olympic record with 27 assists. He's fun. Another fun player. This one, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to expect from this guy. It's an interesting story. So, might as well just tell the story. Guy's name's Ronnie Sterling. He's 23 years old. And he's going to be... He's going to be a win. Now, he was never a big prospect coming out of high school. In fact, he wasn't even a prospect at all. He didn't play high school ball after his freshman year, after a dispute with the coach at his high school. Now, he'd end up watching every game from the stands with the rest of the student body, thinking how he could help the team. But pride kept him away. So in the meantime, he was an all-conference soccer, indoor track, tennis, and bowling athlete. Yeah, bowling. Random. Now, he was on a partial tennis scholarship at Franklin Pierce College. He made a bet with his coach that he could make the basketball team as a walk-on during their open tryouts. Now, he scorched from deep over the two-day workouts. He was offered a bench spot. But, you know, being content with the, the achieving his invitation, he politely declined to focus on tennis and, and cross-country. Now he was happy playing tennis and intramural hoops, where he dominated. I mean, well, 28-8 as a sharpshooter against subpar competition. I mean, it's intramural. I mean, you know, you could do better than that, but it's intramural. They don't play a lot of minutes. But during his junior year, the basketball coach was fired and seven players left the team over the decision. So he decided to throw his hat back in the ring and rep his school by playing hoops. The new team needed bodies. He could still shoot. <laughs> so he was accepted after a quick tryout. And he did well in a fairly limited role off the bench. Now his senior year was when he hit the mat. He averaged 26 a game. He was named first team all-conference, conference player of the year, and second team all-American. He received an invite to actually one of the smaller pre-draft camps. He took advantage. He did well. He held his own against uh, in all the athleticism drills. But as we talked about before, man, kid can shoot. Shines from range. Strokes unbelievable. And he seems to be approving despite his older age. Like we said, he's 23, you know, for a prospect. Now, it's really hard to say what he might be able to do on the KBBL stage due to that light competition you know, D2, and obviously very little game experience. 
But like we said, like shoot or shoot. And he shot his way into a first round grade. And if you believe in that skill more than playing athleticism and potential, could shoot his way into a KVBL rotation very quickly. An interesting talent nonetheless. And I didn't give him the overall stats. So we got Ronnie Sterling at a Franklin Pierce College, a 6'8 wing. So he's got some size. Now, the rest of his game, you know, we're not too sure, but interesting. Some of these guys that we don't know a lot about can end up being pretty interesting on draft day. Next up, we feel like everyone knew this type of player was coming out of Wisconsin. The 6'9", Swiss Army Knife, Walter Prawl. Now, he's probably good enough to play all three positions Small forward, power forward, and center. He led the ferocious Badger defense. Obviously, like we said, he was a Swiss Army knife. Now, on paper, he's a power forward. He was frequently tasked with the other team's best player. He's got long arms, high basketball IQ. It made him a pest in passing lanes. He also showed impeccable timing for blocking shots, although he generally favors sound defense and not leaving himself out of position or committing unnecessary fouls. On the other side of the ball... Proved himself to be a pretty capable facilitator, leading the team in assists, and always looking to push the tempo and rebounds and turnovers. Showed the ability to put the ball on the floor and drive on less athletic bigs. But in terms of scoring, most of his damage will be done from the outside, where he's shown to be capable, um, although a bit streaky for some taste. And this will be where he really needs to focus if he wants to be a weapon. But at the very least, he's going to limit the number of bad shots he takes. And here, again, Theme so far. A lot of these guys can shoot the three. Uh, should be interesting to see. You know, like, I don't know if they're going to be as good, if they're as good as Sterling. Uh, Sterling can pretty much shoot on anybody. Dreyer. Man, Dreyer's sweet from three. But, yeah, a lot of these guys can shoot. I mean, I guess that's like the new age. This is like the full-on new age of everyone looking at what's successful in the KVBL, especially these stretch bigs, and deciding they want to shoot the ball. Now, when it comes to Prawl, GMs are going to hope it wor- he works out those kinks, but otherwise you can certainly do worse for a third or fourth option, and especially what he brings to the table passing the ball. Fun player. Next up, how did we talk about... We already did, didn't we? No, I thought he had a teammate in the draft, but he doesn't. Next guy, 6'4", combo guard out of Purdue, Alex Drips Overton. Nickname comes from being a top shooter in high school, but over time he got stronger and focused on getting to the rim and leading his team in rebounding as a guard. Now there's some questions about his commitment as he had another career outside of basketball as, as, as a backup. And got benched for the Elite Eight matchup after he missed practice. He swears he's now all in on basketball. Otherwise, has history of being a good leader, hard worker, but the story may worry teams. Like we said, he plays kind of like a power guard type score, comes off screens, and prefers to rise up for mid-range or attack the rim. Lives in transition. Can still shoot the three okay. Hey, here's a guy that, you know, doesn't shoot the threes, right? What he's streaky. And he preferred to leave the three-point shooting to better shooters around him in college. He's not an elite passer, which is ironic, as there are a lot of bigs in this class who can pass better. 
but he does move the ball and doesn't force it. He's going to get the occasional steal, but most of his defensive playmaking comes in blocks. His defensive strength is being quick enough laterally to clog the driving lanes, and despite his length, he sometimes doesn't get out far enough to shut down the outside. Next up, another combo forward type who can probably defend the center position, but I don't know, it's a little iffy. We got 6'9", forward, center, we'll say, at a two-lane, Emil Elliott. This guy's fun. He's really fun. He's one of the more fun guys to cover. Uh, I actually hung out with him a little bit, and it, he's, he's fun. He's kind of a polarizing guy, um, enigmatic, and he's just people gravitate to his personality. Um, now, he's a kid who should have a long stay in the KBBL. It's not because of his skills, but more so due to the high energy on the court and his polarizing personality. Puts in a lot of effort on the defensive end, and he's highly respected among his teammates. Kids straight up love the college life, and that's why he stayed all four years. But he's never going to give you off the court the problems despite doing that. And unless you don't like his prank videos, which consistently went viral. <laughs> now, you could probably find his way into hosting a reboot of Punked, but that would need to wait as his energy and skill set should keep him in a KVBL rotation for years to come. He's undersized for a true big man, but he's stout and solid and has the quickness to defend almost anyone out to the perimeter. Takes a real pride in his ability to bang the glass on both ends. He's probably the best rebounder in this class. Uh, his relentless effort leads to him getting more steals than blocks. Again, interesting for his size, but, I mean, it makes sense. We've seen it. You know, he's not going for those he's not going for those blocks. He's more so looking to man up. Now, with all the energy he's devoting to manning up on his opponent, focusing on defense, he's not really going to give you a lot of offense other than the occasional putback as he just simply chooses not to shoot. He should shoot more as he's great from the free throw line. But since he's not shooting much and only drawing the occasional inside foul, that skill really doesn't get showcased too much. He is a role player, but a really good one. So he's likely to find his way into a winning team looking to round out their playoff rotation. Again, I don't think he's a guy that's going to be in just a rotation. He's going to be in a playoff rotation. But the videos. <laughs> Epic prankster. Now, the last of this group, and certainly not the least is going to be one of the more discussed prospects in this class. And for good reason. Well, right off the bat, I'm, it, it goes without saying, you've heard about him. He is a, he is a 6'7", power forward center. Yes, 6'7", at a UCLA. And of course, that's Zion Johnson. Now, before everyone loses their minds about this guy, let's retell the backstory. Yes, his father named him after the all-time great Zion Williamson. And yes, his father controlled everything to guide him down a similar career path. But no, he's not a joke. Even after a high, even after a high school highlight reel that mimicked his namesake and a skill set that had his father calling him a transcendent player, which would have made him a lottery pick, he opted to go to college. Now, it drove his father nuts. And after many a public disgrace by his father, doesn't this sound familiar? Like LeVar Ball 2.0? He chose to distance himself from his dad and became his own person. Now, he was still widely considered a campus talent coming out of high school, and at Tech, he did not disappoint. Tech? No, went to UCLA. 
fail. Now, of course, the only problem is that his father's biggest concern came to fruition as he tweaked his ankle mid-season, and, of course, because he's such a good talent, they shut it down. So we really didn't get him to see – we really didn't get to see him showcase his full talents. But the dude's an athletic freak and quite the physical specimen sporting at 1% body fat. Now, here's a fun little aspect here. As a peace offering between him and his father, we agreed to convey his father's take on his game. So seriously, take the falling with a grain of salt, but also keep in mind the fact that you've seen the YouTube highlights. So while it might sound like a bit much, there's some real truth to what he's saying. The power dunks will be a plenty, and if he doesn't eclipse Luke Ario, who won nine dunk championships and become a 10-time winner, we'd probably be shocked. All right, so this is what his dad says, okay? All he wants to do on offense is drive by you, over you, or through you, and dunk on you so hard the backboard shatters. He can shoot. He just prefers to drive. He can probably shoot the three, but that's too far away from his home. So yet again, he's mainly putting the ball on the floor and exploding to the hoop. He's not passing while imposing his will, and he's so athletically gifted that it's hard to get the ball from him. When he's driving, he's drawing a ton of contact, and we know he can shoot because he can convert this high amount of free throws. It's simply ruthless aggression. On defense, it's somewhat of the same. He can man the lane and destroy any guard that comes his way and body up your bigs. The rim is his home. So he's looking to grab all the boards. He's going to get those highlight reel blocks, but he's more so intimidating you with a stare down that will make you back off and pass it back out. Now that's some high praise, but back to reality. Now in reality, we know he's not going to step out on either end of the floor as he wants to own the key. And we doubt he gets many, if any steals at the next level. And we also know he's not as skilled as Dreyer as far as blocks go. But we know he thinks he can own you. Now, we aren't sure if he, he will shoot at all other than drive because that's all we kind of saw. It's, that's the truth. And while we know he wants all the rebounds, he's still an undersized power forward center at 6'7". And the KVBL has a lot of size. So regardless of the athletic skill and effort, he's still likely going to be an average at best rebounder for his position. Now, we agree that it's a ruthless aggression, but that also comes with very little polish. It's going to be interesting to see how this skill set translates at the next level and if someone is capable of fitting him into their lineup. Now, we honestly see a lottery-type power wing, but he's in the body of a power forward center. So, again, we've got a theme here of a lot of weird guys at times that have different skill sets than their position. So how things shake up, I'm not sure. Now, he's in, he will be an enigmatic talent. If this is legit or not, I, I'm not sure, but it's an interesting player to say, to say the least. Now, that, those are all the guys I got as far as the first look here. I think it's 11 guys. Still got 15 more to go. Got a handful of guys I've taken a look at so far, but I haven't really rounded out their write-ups yet. I just... There's a couple things I want to go back to, a couple people I need to talk to. Um, but I probably got about, you know, like five or six more to get ready. And then there's some, there's some real interesting ones yet that I've heard about that I need to really dive into. I've seen some tape and there's some stuff there, but 
yeah, I just don't have enough information to be comfortable giving it to you right now. But in either case, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I like what I see so far. Peace.